evening, Erin. Good evening, Allie. How are you feeling in this moment? I'm feeling pretty nice in this moment. Me too. I've been having a pretty good week. Yeah? Yeah. Do you want to talk about it? I have felt um, more like myself than I have in a very long time. It's nice. And, yeah. and But I feel like with that kind of comes some, like, regrets. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like, oh, I could have just sort of been like this the whole time. Yeah. But to be fair, I feel like I hear you say that a lot. Yeah, I do say that almost every week. That you feel more like yourself than you have in a long time. Mm -hmm. So maybe you're just always changing. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. And I guess it's not just like a, it's not just going to happen in a week. Anyways. (laughs) Anyway, that's how we're doing. Uh, What's our episode about today? Our episode today is about uh, thirst traps and gender. The two poles of our resentment, really. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm really actually excited for this topic because I think I have a lot to say about both. Yeah, you can hear in our monotones that we're really excited. <laughs> we're I'm really just, amped. I'm just trying to be a little more mellow. I'm, I'm not trying to get out of my bag, viewers. <laughs> this is my bag. Erin's <laughs> very mellow, but she's also a little bit loud. Yeah, it's because I'm hard of hearing. Yeah, which is totally fine. I enjoy it. But it does mean that I, like, you know, be yelling in the restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. More people need to hear what you have to say. Right. So what are we going to say about Especially the people that are, like, directly speaking to me. Right. (laughs) So to start off, I have a few questions for you about thirst traps. Totally. So. Q&A. In what mood do you usually decide to post a thirst trap? I must be in one of the deepest, darkest places of my soul. To post a thirst trap. Really? Yes. (laughs) I must be so devastatingly alone. (laughs) What about you? Are you in a good place? (laughs) That's a different question. (laughs) When you post a thirst trap, would you say that you're, like, doing well? Um, no. Yeah, no. No. I'm just, like wanting some attention and thinking that maybe Instagram can make me feel better. I'm usually standing in the Aldi checkout line with, like, sweaty hands, you know? (laughs) When you decide today's the day. Yeah. When I open up my web browser to get to Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because, you know, the web versions of everything are just so much better somehow. It's less addictive. Yeah. Because it's really hard to use. (laughs) Yeah. Totally. But I know something about you and thirst traps, which is that when you decide you're going to post a thirst trap, you like dedicate the whole day to it. (laughs) (laughs) So you wake up at 630 in the morning and you put on whatever outfit's going to be in the thirst trap and then you wait for the right lighting and then you kind of wait until the end of the day to post it. Yeah. The ritual is very important to me. Yeah. Myth is a powerful force in my life. My dude. Totally. (laughs) I love that line so much. If I thought word tattoos were nice looking, I would get that tattooed on me. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Maybe right over my butt crack. (laughs) (laughs) The coveted tattoo placement. Um, so the thing about me and thirst traps is that when and if I post one, I'll usually like delete it within like ten hours. Mm -hmm. Um so what's the average lifespan of a thirst trap for you? Um, it's until I am just overcome with the thought of, what, who is that? Yeah. I don't look like that. How long does that usually take? Like a day. Yeah. Of looking at it obsessively. Right. 
Yeah. <laughs> Even when I don't get a notification, I still open Instagram to check if I got a notification. Yeah. yeah. And mostly just to look at myself. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, you know, when, when you post a tweet and then someone faves it, so you go back and you read it again, and you yeah. read it every time someone faves it. Yeah. On Safari, totally. But Twitter... I feel like is a much better platform for thirst traps, although it's a little stranger because you don't get the same kind of interaction. Mm -hmm. And you can see that people see it, but they're not faving or retweeting. Yeah. So Something really sick that I've been doing recently is mm -hmm. going on Facebook and looking at the feline and canine, um, like, pet adoption, adoption day pictures, and just getting mad about how many people seem to be in happy relationships that I'm not a part of. <laughs> And I would just like them to let me in. You're looking to be a third. Um. <laughs> Careful, this is going online. <laughs> I'm more or less looking to be like a substitute for either partner. <laughs> You're the alternate. Yeah, I can play an alternate. Totally. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, another thing about thirst traps is that the... Outside rarely matches the inside, which we did talk about a little bit already. But, like, when I, like, decide that I'm going to post a thirst trap, it's, it's first of all, not because I feel good. <laughs> and also, like, I look at myself and I'm like, that's not who I really am or how I really feel. Yeah. Um, and it also doesn't make me feel any better. Like, I always think it's going to make me feel better, and it just doesn't. It no. never, never does. No. And then I just delete it or archive it, and I'm like, okay, that's done. I go through the five stages of grief, for sure, after yeah. I post a thirst trap. Because yeah. the first is denial. Like, that's not really me or what I look like mm -hmm. or what I want to look like or who I want to be mm -hmm. or what I want people to see me as. Also, first of all, I don't want anyone to look at me ever. And if you are looking at me, you should just shut your eyes. You shut your you eyes. You shut your eyes when you're looking at me. Absolutely. And then after denial comes um, anger yeah. of like, why did I do this? And what's going on? And what is, like what is really happening? You know, yeah. I'm yeah. just living in my weird little dystopian. I'm gonna post this picture where like my hips look kind of big. Like, even though I know I have small hips. <laughs> look at that high waisted man. Look at that high waisted man. They have feminine hips. Exactly. That's what people must say when I come down the street. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking yesterday about how I've never perceived how tall Aaron actually is. <laughs> or, like, just how much space you tend to take up because you always just look so small. <laughs> because once you get under a blanket, it's just, like, your chin and up. Well, it's because I'm so frail. So I'm usually always under several protective layers of clothing, <laughs> you know? And so then you just assume that who's ever under there has to be smaller. This is off topic, but do you ever sleep in the nude? All the time, yeah. It is so nice. It's because I don't like to get clothes dirty, so I'd rather just sleep naked. Oh, really? Yeah, you that's don't why. Do it for any of like. That's why I wear the same outfit every day because I don't want to get the clothes I actually like dirty. So instead, I just wear clothes that I don't like all of the time. And by dirty, you just mean getting like you on them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I don't want them to smell like anyone's worn them ever. I have, I have. An air freshener inside of my closet that I use People as like as like a grocery store mister, you know, to like mist my clothes with a fresh scent. Oh, okay. Even when they're like just washed. Yes. Especially when they're just Especially washed. Especially when they're just washed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
That's a little out there. It's sick, Allie. <laughs> What's okay, the next after anger. <laughs> it's bargaining. After anger is bargaining. And so then I'm Why like... Why am I not getting the likes and attention and love that I desire? And God, what do I have to do for it? Yeah. If this... If posting this one image of myself wasn't enough... What more is there to what, do? What else could I do for people? I could practice some healthier, you know, habits. I could change my lifestyle. I could be less reactive. I could be nicer. I could be nicer. I could go outside more. I could respond to people's texts. But of course I'm not going to do that. No, no. But Lord, what do I have to do? Except not those things. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then comes depression where I'm like, oh, so how it was before. I don't feel any better. No. And in fact, I feel worse because I've exuded all of this energy trying to trying to secure something that I actually don't even want, you know? Mm-hmm. I've just convinced myself that I want this and I don't want it. Mm-hmm. And then I feel badly um, when I don't get it. The commodification of the self. The commodification of the self. It's fucked up. It's so fucked up. And also... Why do I have to, like, sell myself to you as an object for me to feel better? Yeah. And the because thing is, I don't. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't want it, and you don't want it, so who am I doing this for? Exactly. We're kind of going back to anger. (laughs) (laughs) It's just kind of where I live now. Yeah, but then the depression sets in, and you're like, fuck, what am I going to do? Yeah. What, like, it kind of is the same language of bargaining, but you're just a little sadder. But it really is like, what am I going to do? What the fuck are we going to do now? What am I going to do? Yeah. Um, anyways, and then finally we reach acceptance and we just stop caring. Which is deleting it and moving on. Yeah, and then probably doing it again in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I think acceptance is like, okay, I'm gonna take my Lexapro today. Yeah. And I'm just gonna see what's up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna see what season of The Real Housewives I'm gonna watch and... Yeah, I'm just going to go back to my silly little outfits and my silly little tasks, and that's going to be that. Yeah. So, you know, I think, like, when I post a thirst trap, I'm trying to convince myself that I'm feeling a certain way. Mm -hmm. I want to feel fun and flirty, but then I just get embarrassed and ashamed (laughs) And I get really nervous, too, because I don't want to accidentally, like, catfish anybody, especially, Mm -hmm. like, on dating apps. Like, when you, like, when I update a picture on my Bumble, I feel like I need, like, a disclaimer in my bio that's, like, warning. (laughs) I don't actually look like this. I think based on um, almost every date I've ever been on, people uh, do not have a clear understanding of who I am from the person who is impersonating me online definitely I don't know who's impersonating me online but when I find them (laughs) but you know what it would be so like I think you and I have both met people who are exactly who they are online and that's always so boring and strange yeah well because they've just adopted their own online persona yeah and I think you do a disservice to yourself when you do that so it's totally. probably for the best when you, like, don't recognize the person who's staring back at you on Instagram. Yeah, but then I end up on a date with a guy who has a framed picture of three big-titty anime girls in his apartment. Hey, you live and you learn. Yeah, and I guess we move on. Maybe one day you'll meet Michael Sarah. I'm sorry I said that <laughs> earlier. <laughs> um, um, Andrew from All Gas No Breaks, if you're listening to this, I'm very tall. Yeah. 
We live at... And I would like for you to come to my house. Mm -hmm. My phone number is... <laughs> 555-1234. Give me a ring. Um, but I also, you know, if I'm, if I'm posting something new on Bumble or Instagram or even, God forbid, Snapchat. God forbid. Uh, it's usually because <laughs> I'm looking the worst that I have ever looked. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want you to look at that photo and be like, oh, that's what Allie looks like. Because when I look at myself in that bathroom mirror and I look at that Bumble thing I'm about to update, they are not the same. We are not the same. No. No, 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 no. Um, and, like, if I post something on Instagram, as soon as it gets even one, like, it's time to take it down. <laughs> it's time for no one else to do that. Like, I have a I have a private Instagram. Right. It has, like, 30 followers. And I just, like, shit post on there for the most part. But I used to use it as, like, a journal, mm -hmm. as, like, therapy. Yeah. Uh, or to, like, post my own thirst traps. So usually both. And um, I, I post it with the intention of, like, I want people to, like, see how I'm feeling or see what I look like or, like, I love how I look in this picture, so I want people to see it. And then as soon as anyone sees it and, like, validates that feeling that I want, I don't want to have it anymore. Totally. I just – I wish that I had not done that. <laughs> I mean, I just don't want to be perceived at all because you can't. The mortifying ordeal of being known yeah. is something that I deal with every day. I'm so sorry. <laughs> The weight of existence is heavy today. So heavy. So heavy. Oh my goodness. And like... You know what's even worse? What? Somebody could listen to this. Gosh. <laughs> that I'm kind of fine with because at least you don't have to look at me when I'm talking to you. <laughs> yeah, you shut your eyes when you're talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't want to like listen back to this and hear what I have to say. No. no. So let's move on. Okay. Um, um, oh, last thing I want to say about, uh, thirst traps. Yeah. Is that it seems like everyone's always posting thirst traps, mm -hmm. but maybe pretending that they're not actually thirst traps. And then I just wonder, like, how do people do it so easily? Or, like, you know, people's, in, sometimes people's Instagrams are just, like, all selfies. Yeah. They've never posted anything but a selfie. Or it's, like, selfie picture of, like, just, like, your collarbone to your hips, selfie, uh, you know yes. what I mean? Picture yes. of, like, some ugly food that you made to, like, yeah. demonstrate that you have some sort of depth. We're like, yeah, we know. Like, and your caption is always, like, keep Instagram casual or make Instagram casual again. Uh, I don't think that we are in the same Instagram sphere. No? <laughs> no. Are people posting, like, deep Instagram captions on yours? Yeah. Or something that people will be, like, people will, like, post, like, a dissertation about, like, why ice is bad, and then it's just, like, a picture of their ass. Oh. Yeah. Which, like, just post your thirst trap and go, you know? But it's, like, don't you guys also have, like, aunts or cousins or, like, your grandma who follows you? Like, I don't know. No, my family members that. don't follow me on Instagram. Oh, God. Mine do. My uncle doesn't even know my name. <laughs> he wouldn't even know how to find me. Well, that's a whole different thing entirely. <laughs> because my mom has an Instagram, my grandma has an Instagram, a lot of my aunts have Instagrams, and my, like, adult cousins have Instagrams, and I don't want them to see me trying to be a person. Because all they know me as is, like, 
this three-year-old child. Totally. And I don't, I don't want them to, like, know who I am. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't want them seeing me trying to be sexy online. My youth group leaders do see me doing that. <laughs> and in fact, for a while, they were like, and, and in fact, for a while, they were, uh, like, on my close friend's story. Isn't that messed up? Yeah. Oh, also, earlier, you're talking about how you have, like, a private, and you used to use it as a journal. Mm-hmm. I used to use my public Instagram. <laughs> yeah. I used to fully post on main, like, what I had prayed about. It was about. so unhinged. It was so crazy. Who let me do that? When I find out who's been impersonating <laughs> me online, it's hands-on site, straight up. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. At least you can look back and be like, I'm not that person anymore. <laughs> Thank God. And you can just archive it and be done. <laughs> I, I, I've I done that a couple times on my main mm-hmm. where I'll, like, you know, um, post things about, like, youth group or my deep, deep friendships that I'm sure everyone was so jealous of <laughs> or, you know, my deep thoughts for that day or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is just so embarrassing. I was doing this every day. I remember. Like, every day. Yeah. God. God. What a sick, sick person. We're all just trying to float on through. Yeah. And sometimes that's how you, you know, I don't know. <laughs> But those all basically were just, like, thirst traps. Like, I just wanted somebody to, like, text me. Yeah, I just want someone to say, hey, you're so smart and beautiful and nice. Yeah. And I just want to be you. Yeah. It is, it's very much, like, um, maybe this is the wrong word, but it's almost, like, virtue signaling a little bit, where Mm -hmm. it's, like, at least that's how I, uh, my imposter syndrome (laughs) kicks in, and I'm, like, oh, I'm virtue signaling, and when want... you post a thirst trap? No, when I, like, use Instagram as, like, a diary. Mm. And I want people to see how I'm, like, so complex and in so much pain or yeah. whatever, you know? Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, God, I'm manipulating so many people into being nice to me. Well, I don't understand why the, like, I mean, I maybe I understand if you're, like, 13, but I don't think anyone anymore thinks that, like, what people post online is, like, real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it is odd to me that people don't just already perceive everyone they meet as, like, a deeply complex and, like, possibly troubled person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why would you not already just assume that? I don't know. Who have you really gotten to know who, like, wasn't that way? That's true. But sometimes I just like being terrible. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Sometimes it feels nice to be unhinged on the internet. So, all in all, thirst traps are, like, okay. Yeah. You you might see some more from us in the near future, but maybe not so many. Yeah. Because I think the internet is becoming a very dark, dark place. (laughs) If it wasn't already, definitely now I'm like, okay, I need to do this less. Yeah. Much less. (laughs) So, instead, I'm just going to play games on my phone, and look at myself in the mirror, and take my little SSRI, and just waddle on through the day. Yeah. Yeah. But much more bored than before. (laughs) Oh, God. But my screen time is going to be so happy with me. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Should we move on to our next topic? Let's do it. Yeah. So our next topic we're talking about is gender, which actually does pair very well with thirst traps. Totally. Because there's there's a, 
there's um what's the word I'm looking for uh it's like not a tragedy of the self but like a reckoning of the self when you post mm. a thirst trap yeah and you kind of have to like look at yourself and be like okay who am I trying to be in this picture who do people think I should be who mm. do people already know me to be and that's kind and of and that's the worst one you know who do people know me to be yeah yeah, how do you perceive me? How do you perceive me? It's very me? scary. I go in between deeply wanting to be perceived and then not wanting to be perceived even once at all, ever. I would like to be known, but I would not like to be perceived. Oh, that's a good way of saying it. Yeah. Yeah. What's What What do you think the difference is? Um. Well, I don't think that you can... Like, when people perceive me, they think that I'm really cool and chill for some reason, <laughs> which is not true. Um, yeah. <laughs> Whereas, like, you know, people who know me, like, that takes actually, like, listening to what I have to say and, like, accompanying me through parts of my life, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. I, um, I feel like, though, you can, I don't know, it's like, do I want to be known and then perceived or just not perceived at all? Yeah. It's very stressful to be yeah. perceived. Yeah. Um, because as we all know, gender is a prison. Amen. Ain't that it's the truth? Terrible. It's terrible. I think something um I started feeling very divorced from gender when I started thinking about how like my only real identification with like a woman has been sort of marked by like violent encounters that I've shared with other people that identify as women. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Whereas, like, everything else that I, like, feel a kinship with people who identify as women are just things that is what it means to be a person, you know? Yes. Um. Yeah. That, that's, um, that's a good point. Because, like, I, like, in every other way of, like, what, man said a woman should be I am not yeah except for the violent and sometimes traumatic experiences that women identifying people share yeah or uh, women presenting or women perceived Mm -hmm. because I present as a woman and people perceive me as a woman but like I don't feel that same connection that I used to to it yeah I was asked to perform gender for the first time in a very long time Mm -hmm. the other day And, um, like, I do understand that, like, the way that I am perceived and the way that I present, like, definitely saves me from, like, a lot of, like, violence and harm, you know? Yeah. Um, because I do pretty well fit into, like, uh, like, heteronormative, like, understanding of what I should look like, at least in Chicago, maybe not other places, but, um, and it's not even, like, the person was, like, necessarily doing anything wrong or, like doing anything that would, like, intentionally be harmful, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? But uh, I just haven't had to, like, confront, like, so many assumptions about who I should be and how I should act for so long, you know? Um, And so I forgot how, like, painful that is and how, like, um, separating and, like, isolating it feels – you know? Yeah. Because I, I can't do those things. Like, it felt like the whole time they were like, are you going to be a lady? And I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> like, I'm not going to. Yeah. Because I uh, I can't. Like, I've never been good at that, you yeah. know? 
I think the one way that being fat or plus sized or whatever you want to call it is that nobody really expects me to be a woman. Mm. Um, and I think that started like with my parents when I was younger, like because of my size and my weight in compared to like other girls my age, I think my parents never expected me to like perform femininity the same way that they may have expected it from my sister Mm -hmm. because they'd kind of like given up on me being a woman Mm -hmm. almost and so in a way I think that's made my uh like exploration of how I actually identify a lot easier because I've never really felt that much pressure to like be feminine or act a certain way I always just felt like I was kind of acting how I was acting and because I'm fat it was just like radical somehow which is a whole other thing (laughs) um and like I just like I don't know like I I think that divorced me from gender at a really really young age Mm -hmm. was like clearly I'm not the same as everyone else somehow Mm -hmm. and because of that people expect me not to be the same you know yeah and so when I started like identifying more with she, they pronouns and they, them pronouns, it was, it was almost like switching a light on of like, okay, well, people don't think of me as a woman because of just who I am. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I just won't be one. Yeah. So it was, you know, it's, it's the like one and only thing really that, uh, being the way that I look has, like, advantaged me somehow. Yeah. You know? Has it felt, like, empowering? A little bit. Mm. I mean, it's different because we've all been, like, inside for a year. Yeah. So it's been hard to, like – well, okay. So I was going to say it's been hard to, like, validate my own gender, but I also kind of firmly disagree with the fact that gender should be validated at all. Yeah. Because I I shouldn't need someone else's permission or acceptance to just, like, be what I am. Yeah. Which is not a very, you know, new statement to say, but... Well, also, like, if we know that, you know, gender is not real, we can just choose to not think about it or participate in it all. Whereas I feel like a lot of, like... I think for a lot of people it's hard to conceptualize anybody outside of a gender binary, right? Um, because it's so physical in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like the way that we manifest our gender is so, uh, um, heavily based on like our appearance, Mm -hmm. which makes it sometimes kind of difficult. Yeah. Because I don't want to have to like present some way for you to like see who I am, Mm -hmm. you know? So I feel like even I, I have a little bit of issues identifying as, like, with she, her, and they, them pronouns, because I feel like people kind of group that as almost, like, a third gender, even just uh, being non-binary in general. Mm -hmm. People are starting to see that as, like, you, like, present a certain way, and you like certain things, and you think certain things. Same with sexuality. Mm -hmm. Um, Are you talking about, like, the, like, sort of aesthetic of people that identify as non-binary? Yeah. Yeah. And I... I don't want to have to, like, buy a new wardrobe or, you know, do something to my hair Mm -hmm. to to make my gender more, like, 
real yeah. for people and definitely not for myself. Well, you shouldn't have to, like, you shouldn't have to violate gender norms just to, like, not be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It doesn't need to be, like, a conscious exercise of, like, how am I going to be as far away from gender as I can be? Like, if you want to, obviously, whatever. Yeah. But, like, you shouldn't have to, like, continually demonstrate, like... Exactly. Yeah. And, like, I feel like being um, socialized as a woman has also, like, been harmful in that when I started... um, labeling myself as non-binary was like okay well now should I be presenting more masculine Mm -hmm. because like for some reason uh the aesthetic of like gender non-conformity has kind of become doing the other uh gender that you won't weren't socialized as Mm -hmm. you know yeah so then it's like okay well then there's all these other labels of like uh being femme or being mask being like butch or whatever and it's like, well, I don't, uh, yeah. like, I, I like how, you know, I like what clothes people <laughs> who are gender nonconforming wear, but, like, do I have to, like, buy all that stuff to be that, you know? And that's what it feels like. Yeah. Again, the commodification of the self. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're just a package to be bought and sold. Oh, my God, yeah. And we just buy and sell other packages until we get a good deal. Yeah, definitely. Um... I want to know if you've ever felt either gender euphoria or gender dysphoria. I definitely feel gender euphoria uh, when I'm listening to Joni Mitchell and making breakfast. Yeah? Yeah, totally. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. 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 And then... Really nice. Um, well, dysphoria, like, I've been chronically ill with, like, conditions that have affected my hormones mm-hmm. since I was, like, 14. So... You know, I think that's also part of it is that, like, I have, uh, like, I have, like, failing ovaries, right? And so, like, biologically, I, <laughs> biologically, I am kind of, like, a failed woman, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, if, if, like, identifying with that were, like, important to me, that might kind of, like, ruin me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm glad that I don't care. Yeah. Because I can see, like, how painful that must be for a lot of other people. Whereas for me, it's more or less just sort of, like, a physical, like, annoyance, you know? And I do still, like, identify with femininity. Yeah. Um, And, like, probably, like, if somebody asked, I would say that I'm, like, a woman. But not because I care. (laughs) Yeah. I was doing, um, like, some paperwork for my new job. And a lot of the forms, like, ask for your, like gender but Mm -hmm. they're really asking for your sex right and I just remember like clicking like the female ones and I was like this feels wrong (laughs) like I don't like it yeah like I don't really like being called a girl or a woman Mm -hmm. because I don't I don't think I like fit into either of those categories right and some of that reasoning is because people have pushed me out of those categories Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so it's like a, obviously like a journey that we're all still on, right? And so I have to kind of navigate whether my gender is a reaction to other people's like um, actions towards me or their attitudes towards me or whether it's something that I'm just choosing not to care about anymore or whether it's like a community that I want to identify with, Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's like, why do I have to go through all those steps just to be a person? <laughs> you know, it's so exhausting. Yeah. 
but it has been nice to in a way not be like outside and doing it at the same time yeah. you know because that would be infinitely harder or at least to be able to be inside in a place where like that is okay yeah you know yeah because a lot of people have been like stuck inside of places where yeah where yeah, they don't not thrive the and they don't want to be yeah. yeah and it's also you know a, a so much more difficult when you are um presenting in a way that's not like accepted like I still present feminine and as a woman and I'm sure that's what people perceive me as and that is infinitely easier than um not being any of those things yeah you know mm-hmm. and so like the violence that gender non-conforming people face or transgender people face is something that I'll probably never have to deal with mm-hmm. which is so sad you know because I'm not doing anything different than they are yeah but it's it's like we should abolish society maybe totally <laughs> yeah in 2021 I want to be a better anarchist yeah me too <laughs> I'm I'm really enjoying finally uh being like anti-establishment totally hell yeah <laughs> welcome to the fold babe thank you <laughs> <laughs> um oh I experienced gender euphoria uh-huh. whenever I watched that one TikTok that I love so much. And it's this, it's this guy who, uh, it's this person who is like, uh, I think the caption was like me in therapy or something. And um, they're like, uh, there's tears in their eyes and they're like, uh, you know, what if I never find a partner and I'm 22 and I've never been in a relationship and then a little thought bubble appears and he turns to the camera and he goes, um, what if I eat it soap? What if I, I, I didn't because I eat it because I did. <laughs> and it's just nonsense and I just love it so much and I feel so simpatico with that TikTok. I feel so held by that TikTok. Oh, it's incredible. I also feel very euphoric when I'm wearing a one piece at the beach. Totally. And... I remember the last time that I uh, named that I was feeling gender euphoria was on my mom's birthday last year. We were at the beach, and I was sitting there in my little one piece in that little chair with my feet in the sand, and I hadn't shaved, like, anything. (laughs) Like, my body was so hairy, and, you know, I, I was just, like, sitting there being myself. I wasn't trying to, like, suck in my stomach or keep my shoulders back or, like, look nice. I was just, like, sitting there mm-hmm. looking at the water, and I was eating, like, a ham sandwich or something. And it was just – I felt so at peace with who I was and who I am, and everything just felt so okay. Yeah. And it was so nice. That's so beautiful. Yes. That's very lovely. It's such a nice memory, especially because – the summer was such a hard time. Mm-hmm. I was living back in my parents' house, and I had, like, relapsed in a lot of harmful practices, and I, like, wasn't seeing my therapist, and it was just, it was so hard, mm-hmm. right? And then all of a sudden, I had this one moment of just, like, I'm just sitting here. I'm just chilling. Yeah. Uh, We're all just made to hang out and such a relief. Even just thinking about it feels like a relief. Yeah. It is just so nice. Yeah. It was really lovely. We should go to California. We should. And it was almost nicer that my family, who was all there, like, didn't know that that was happening. Yeah. You know? Very main character. I wasn't doing it for anyone. I was totally the main character. <laughs> oh, it was so nice. It really feels great to be, like, in uh, an autonomous position in your life. 
you know, because oh it, it doesn't happen very often. It's crazy how how often and regularly our autonomy is taken away from us. Yeah, we don't have any real freedom at all. It's not even that, I feel like it's not even that it's taken away. It's never even given to us. Yeah, because it's not attainable. It's made, it's rendered impossible to attain. Yeah. Yeah. But when we do get fleeting glimpses of it, it's awesome. Yeah. And it's a reminder of like, we can have that all the time. Yeah. If we fight for it, when we fight, we win. When we fight, we win. Not me, us. Totally. Oh my gosh. I just, I feel like I'm finally in a place where I'm like somewhat content with like my body and my personhood. Yeah. And like, even if everything else kind of feels like it's crumbling around me, it's nice to like not have this constant pressure of trying to be who I am and also who I'm not. Yeah. Because it shouldn't be an effort. Right. You know? <laughs> and... And usually I'm the only person asking myself to to perform that or to put that effort in. Yeah, you know? totally. Yeah. Um, Last year has been cool because I think I have actually made, like, really significant steps towards healing and, like, my eating disorder and body dysmorphia. Yeah? Which has been awesome. Totally. Yeah. I bought, for all our listeners, I bought pants that fit for the first time last month. And nice. I am 21 and a half. <laughs> um... But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's yeah. awesome. And it's, you know, I, at the same time as like, I feel so old all the time and my life is just whizzing by. Yeah. I also feel incredibly young all the time. Oh my gosh, me too. So it's, it's really like. There's so much ahead of us. Yeah. And it's so hopeful that like, I have thought the things that I've thought and experienced the things that I've experienced and had like good things happen to me mm -hmm. while I am so young. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. It gives me a little push into tomorrow. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's really nice. It is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think another very euphoric moment is uh, wearing earrings that I really like. <laughs> you know, when you put yeah. on a sexy pair of dangly earrings. And you can, like, feel them on your shoulders. Ugh, yeah. it just changes you. I think everyone should wear earrings. Yeah. They're just so fun. If anyone nice. wants to get their ears pierced, we have an apple, so. <laughs> we have an apple and we have my cross-stitching needles. <laughs> oh, cross-stitching. I feel so euphoric. Yeah? Yes. yes. I just, you know, I get into that flow and I'm just, I'm just sitting there. My head is empty <laughs> and I'm just, you know, counting my little cross-stitches, mm -hmm. you know? Just me and the thread, baby. It's like, it's strange that, like, we... When, when we feel like a whole person when we, like, take a break from being a person. Yeah. You know? That's kind of sad. I think that life can be uh, really noisy, and so it's hard to feel any identification with a self if you're constantly not in your own self, you yeah. know? Yeah. But it's it's a lot of work to get to any moments where you feel connected to yourself. Yeah, and, totally. And they're fleeting, um, which in some ways makes them nicer, but in some ways makes me sad that it that this isn't just how I feel all the time. Yeah. 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 So I think that might be that. Yeah, so that's that on that. That's that on that. That's us talking about thirst traps and gender. Yeah. And um, I think... We're expecting to be posting on Mondays. From now on, yeah. 
Um, We're trying to get off of the... Um, Insta-sphere. Yeah, the Insta-sphere. Yeah. <laughs> because it's starting to make me feel like I'm that picture of Mickey Mouse in the basement. <laughs> so we're not going to be, like, updating our Instagram, but we will be... Whenever we do post an episode, it's going to be on a Monday. Allie and I will post one final thirst trap, though. Yeah. I know everyone was waiting for it. Yeah. So. Yeah. We're going to post one final thirst trap, and then episodes come on Monday, so just check the Spotify. Yeah. We're still not on Apple Podcasts, I think. I have to double check. I yeah. don't know why that's taking so long, or if I did something wrong. <laughs> uh, but we'll figure it out. So that was our episode We had too today. many anti-American um, sentiments on our other episodes. <laughs> Apple was like, we're not letting this on our app. We didn't talk about U.S. Empire once on this episode. We are doing so well. <laughs> we are in such a healthy headspace. Totally. Nothing breaks um, down my headspace like talking about the U.S. Empire. But we will be doing a 2020 in review, so. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be talking about the U.S. Empire a lot. Yeah, about the fall of Empire. All right. Well, I hope everyone has a really nice day. Yeah. Um, We're going to read in our 2020 episode some fan mail we've been getting. Yeah, so if you have any more, send it our way. I really love when people love our podcast yeah. and love listening to us. It makes me feel very nice. <laughs> Um, so that's the end. Yeah, let us know what makes you gender euphoric. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Comment it on the Instagram, maybe. Yeah, or don't if you don't want to. Yeah. Just send it to us. Oh, you yeah. can come to our house. <laughs> <laughs> Walk right up to the door, buzz one W, and we'll let you right in. <laughs> we have so many cigarettes because they make me sick now. <laughs> oh, tragedy. Tragic. All right. Bye, everyone.